The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to the Pussy Galore Show everyone, I'm your host Margot. Love you to join me for the next half an hour as we delve into the wonderful world of our furry feline friends cats and celebrate how lucky we are to have them in our lives. So it's been a pretty stressful last couple of weeks for Mittens, the Maine Coon and myself. We moved house, put a new house in the Florida Keys of Nelson Tasman, that'd be Motawaka. And I've got to say, absolutely loving it here, close to the beaches, uh, the weather is phenomenal. And another great bonus is that I now get to broadcast out of the Motawaka Fresh FM studio located in Community House. Community House is also quite close to the new Motawaka library. If you haven't had the opportunity to go along and check it out, I suggest you do. It's got a fantastic section of books, DVDs magazines, CDs and great places that you can go and uh, park up and read a book or do some work or study and it's got free Wi-Fi. Go along and check it out, it's well worthwhile. So on this week's show we talk about why some cats get on with each other and others don't. Also have our regular segments including Cats in the News, we pause for thought, I tell another one of my terrible dead cat jokes and uh, we continue with our new segment, Breed of the Week. Now, my son was in town a couple of weeks back and he's car mad. So I decided to take him along to visit the Nelson Classic Car Museum. I actually hadn't been before either. And I've got to say, I was very glad that we did. What a place. There are over 150 cars, most having been lovingly restored and in good working order. For more than 100 years of motoring, uh, you can see anything from the 1908 Renault AX to the classics of the 1950s, including the Vauxhalls, the Triumphs and the Cadillacs, through to the exquisite mastery of the Jaguar and Ferrari. Look, this museum is an incredible collection of iconic cars and well worth the visit. But the area that stood out for me the most was by far the cat cage. It's currently home, or houses, around 15 Jaguars. And 2022 marks a very special milestone for this car as they celebrate 100 years of the car. And to top that, it's also the 40th anniversary of the Nelson Jaguar Drivers Club. Now, on the 4th of June, the the Drivers Club will be having some of their own cars on display in the museum car park from 2.15pm. So make sure, if you are a car enthusiast, that you come along to that. Now, as Jackson and I were strolling around, I came across what I can only describe as my ultimate car. And I remember back to when I was in my 20s, and Princess Diana had one, the XJS. Uh, It was the car she was most known for driving during her marriage to Prince Charles. 
It was originally purchased for Diana, Princess of Wales, uh, and most of them were two-seaters at the time, but her car was specially fitted with rear seats for the young princes William and Harry. Uh, the princess used the car from 1987 to 1991, and then it was acquired by the Jaguar Daimler Heritage Trust in return for a contribution to her charity. She was the third generation of the royal family to have chosen Jaguars for personal transport, uh, and the Heritage Trust is proud to preserve her car together with the Jaguar Mark 7, originally used by Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, and other cars used by uh, the current Queen. So Princess Diana used to have the top down and zoom around the countryside um, looking absolutely fabulous. Interestingly enough, uh, there were only 5,013 cars produced of this model. So straight into that terrible cat joke, dad cat joke, I don't like to muck around, I like to get it out of the way. So why don't cats play poker in the jungle? Very simple really, there are just too many cheaters. LOL. Yep, I'm hilarious as usual. Now, to the first song of the show. Baltimore by Nina Simone. One of my all-time favourite Nina Simone songs. Um, not well known, actually. Uh, she was signed to the CTI Records after the veteran jazz producer Creed Taylor saw her perform live in 1977 in Drury Lane. And together they went on to record Baltimore. Simone's first album uh, since 1974's uh, album, It Is Finished. However, sessions for the album were very tense. Nina Simone disagreed with Taylor's production choices, particularly his interest in a reggae sound, which first caused Simone to ask, what is this corny stuff? Her um, increasing dissatisfaction delayed production, but she would eventually record her vocals for the album in a single hour-long sitting. She would later recall of the historic barn where Baltimore was recorded, a basement in Belgium where I was forced to sing songs in order to get out of here. I hope you enjoy it. On a marble stair Trying to find the ocean Looking everywhere
thought. What's your name? Caroline asked the cat. Look, I'm Caroline, okay? Cats don't have names, it said. No, said Caroline. No, said the cat. Now you people have names, that's because you don't know who you are. We know who we are, so we don't need names. And that's a poem called Caroline by Neil Gaiman. Very cute. So jump into our new segment. That's proving to be very popular with people. Last year, I celebrated the Maine Coon as Breed of the Week, and this year we're going to meet the British Shorthair. Now, British Shorthair cats are probably one of the oldest recognised cat breeds, first thought to have been brought to Britain by the Romans. They were prized for their soft plush coats and rounded bellies. Our shorthairs could almost be mistaken for living teddy bears. Average height of around 12 to 14 inches and 7 to 17 pounds. Live for up to 20 years and they're really, really good with old people, dogs, children, other cats and families because they're so sociable and affectionate. They do shed occasionally, uh, like to play and their temperament is quite calm. Little can be a little bit vocal but uh, lots of colours as well. Uh, white, black, red orange, blue cream, chocolate, cinnamon, fawn and lilac. Whew, gorgeous. You can even get tricolours. Now one of the most popular cat breeds in the world, the British Shorthair is appropriately named. Not only do they have a thick plush short coat, they also have a friendly yet no-nonsense British sensibility about life. Uh, they make ideal family cats and enjoy being with their owners, but may turn their noses up at being cuddled or held too much. But the traditional British short hair is wrapped in blue fur. Oh, I love those. And the medium to large size cat uh, tends to have very few health problems, which makes it great uh, not to get those big vet bills. Besides being treasured for their easygoing attitude about life, the short hair are the beloved for their thick, dense coats that come in almost any colour or pattern. 
Blue-grey cats, often called British blues, are probably the most popular colour. But aside from their common blue coat, this breed is easy to recognise because of their thick legs, broad chests, rounded bellies and jubby cheeks that are totally pinchable. British short hairs with blue coats have bold orange-amber eyes, but individuals with other coat colours can have green, copper, amber or blue eyes. Absolutely stunning. They only require a quick brushing once a week and they're quite a large cat breed and can get quite big. They're active without being boisterous, they're affectionate without being clingy. And they're smart, but don't feel the need to show off by figuring out how to open your refrigerator. They're easygoing and will treat everyone in the family, including dogs and other cats, like a good friend, especially if they've been socialised as kittens. So a great family cat there. This happy breed loves a good romp as much as a night stretched out in front of the TV. They aren't too fussy about where they live as long as they have loving owners who like to interact with them. So generally a good all-round cat and I've got some friends that have them. Absolutely love them. They are such a beautiful looking cat as well and amazing to stroke.
I told you my story I sang my song About you leaving, baby You know that's wrong But oh, someday Someday, darling I won't be no more. That was Sam Cooke with Trouble Blues. Sam Cooke was an American singer-songwriter and entrepreneur, considered to be the pioneer and one of the most influential soul artists of all time. He's commonly referred to as the King of Soul for his distinctive vocals and notable contributions to the genre and his musical significance. Unfortunately, in 1964, Cook was shot and killed by the manager of a motel in Los Angeles that he was staying in while touring. After an inquest and investigation, the courts ruled Cook's death to be a justifiable homicide, and his family has since questioned the circumstances of his death. It's actually a Netflix documentary about it, which I watched, which is quite fascinating, actually. Check it out. Cats in the news. Animal owners are giving up their pets because of the rising cost of living. I think we all know about inflation, not only in New Zealand but worldwide, and it's at its highest 30-year point. It's becoming too expensive for many owners to care for their pets. Animal charities are urging prospective owners to consider their finances before getting a pet. One charity says it's already seeing an increase in owners having to surrender their pets because of the rising cost of living. We've had a lot of calls and emails. One spokesperson says we've had a lot of calls and emails and people turning up with pets. It's actually starting to get quite serious. It's been going on a wee while, but it's definitely escalating, says Caroline Press McKenzie. She's chief executive of the animal charity Helping You Help Animals. Uh, group. And that's because, she says, the cost of living is increasing. With inflation at a 30-year high, it's becoming too expensive for many owners to care for their pets. She says to actually have to try to care for a pet, get it into daycare, vet costs, everything that comes with it, is sometimes too daunting. So people are letting their pets go. The SPCA hasn't seen that increase, but it is worried that the rising cost of living may force pet owners to forego the vital things like de-sexing, which can cost hundreds of dollars. SPCA de-sexing manager Rebecca Dobson says we've heard of a lot of people who are putting off de-sexing because of the price, which was why we really encourage people to take advantage of these snip and chip campaigns we have running from time to time. Do take advantage of those. Uh, The charities are using National Puppy Day to encourage owners to adopt pets rather than buy them. But the SPCA urges prospective owners to do their homework first. Look into things like de-sexing. Vaccinations are also incredibly important, as is de-fleeing and worming, Dobson says. And all of that costs money. So went to put my recycle bin out for the first time this week since moving into the new house. And this absolutely stunning little black cat walked across the road and introduced itself to me. Uh, so 
me being a puss lover, gave the puss some love, a nice pat and a bit of a chat. Turned around, looked through my lounge window and saw Mittens, the main Coon, staring at me with claws out and it, I felt a massive sense of guilt. Now here's the thing, that cat's been hanging around our house knowing that Mittens is there, not yet out, uh, and from the feeling that I got was actually looking forward to being friends with Mittens. Quite sure what Mittens has to say about that, but it got me thinking. Why do some cats live together successfully or as neighbours and others don't? Now it's interesting. Now, every cat has eccentricities, which are usually a source of fun and joy for their owner. And the behaviour of typical cats can differ wildly. Could be a quirky eating habit or a manner of sleeping, but it also could be a way that your cat interacts with you or with other cats and other people. Now, unfortunately, not all cat behaviours are pleasant. And sometimes they can do things which cause distress and upset to their people owners. A common example is when they fail to live happily with other cats in the home or in the neighbourhood, you know, which is very territorial. It's not something experienced by all cat owners. So why can some felines live together as friends while others only see each other as foe? Anyone watching kittens play happily or who can come across crowds of stray cats cuddling up probably find it hard to understand why there are some cats that just insist on being the only feline pet in the household or neighbourhood. Most cats naturally enjoy one another's company for grooming and play fighting and it is unusual for a cat to be routinely aggressive towards a feline it shares a space with. Why is this happening? Often cats uh, will not tolerate other felines as they've had bad experiences with other cats in the past. They just don't forget. And if the cat is astray, it has likely spent a lot of time dealing with aggressive behaviour from other felines on the streets. And if it's a rescue animal, then it may have been cooped up with other cats and disliked the experience of competing for attention, food and a place to sleep. Lots and lots of factors. In a sense, these cats have not been socialised well. These kinds of experience traumatise some cats and leave them unable to cope with having another feline in or near their space. Another point worth noting is that being the sole feline in a home for a long time has been used to being in an environment or neighbourhood where there aren't many other cats and you move into a new environment where there are more cats, uh, they can find it quite difficult to accept and unfortunately that's currently what Mittens is going through with this new black cat. It can breed resentment, jealousy towards the new cat and potentially manifesting itself as aggressive or destructive behaviour. It's a huge mistake to assume that cats will be happy to share their eating and toileting facilities. Uh, if you plan to introduce a new cat to your home or struggle with feline fights, their own proper facilities to feel at home. This may be why some cats get on and others don't. Really good point. Give me cat, it's, it's like having kids as they grow up. Inevitably, they're going to want their own rooms and their own space, and also their own space away from you. Now, each cat should have their own food and water bowl and litter tray to use, especially the litter tray. Apparently, it's very important because we're, as we know, cats are very territorial and need areas and possessions of their own, which will help them feel at ease and not at competition with other animals. 
the gender issue is quite a big one as well. It's not uncommon for two unrelated male cats to feel antagonistic towards each other. It's not natural for them to share their territory and this is why aggression and animosity can stem from. If they're neutered, uh, the situation is likely to improve. So it's worth speaking to your vet about this option if you're currently suffering from that dilemma. So that's about it. Yeah, it's a lot of work having the puss, gotta say. Next song. A man we passed just tried to stare me down. And when I looked at you, you looked at the ground. I don't know who he is, but I think that you do. That gummy duck. Is he and what is a he to you? I had something in my heart and in your eyes. Tell me he's not someone just passing by. I That your cue That commenter Who is he And what is a he To you I now When I ask For some Of you and me I get confused And I keep Who is he and what is he to you? Track from his 1972 album, Still Bill. The music was written by Withers along with Stan McKinney, who wrote the lyrics. Uh, the music 
might sound familiar to you. It was featured on the soundtrack of Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Great film. Well, that's about it for me today. Lovely to have you along on the Pussy Galore show. Be sure to jump on Facebook if you like the show and like our Pussy Galore Facebook page. And you can also listen to the show on podcast. It's on Spotify if you're interested. Make sure you give your puss some love and be kind to yourself and each other. It's getting colder and we're snuggling up with our puss in front of the fire at night or having little snuggles in the bed. Absolutely lovely. And hope you're keeping your puss warm too. Have a great week, everyone. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show. First broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.